This is True Parenting Audio, episode 29. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the secret to dumping parental shame and stress. One of the first things I tell parents in my parenting classes is the sign of a great parent is not the child's behavior. The sign of a truly great parent is the parent's behavior. If this statement is true, why is there so much judgment and shame that surrounds this job of parenting? I hear comments in my counseling office, in my true parenting classes, and read comments on Facebook discussions all of the time from parents that feel like terrible parents or like they've failed as a parent. These statements often follow a story of something their child did that, frankly, was usually normal and age-appropriate. Before you become a parent, there's a good chance you said those all-too-famous words, my kid will never act like that after witnessing a child's tantrum while in a public place like a store or restaurant. But once we become the parent of a tantruming child, we begin to worry about onlookers' lurking eyes and approval. I've heard many mothers say, they probably think I'm a terrible mom. When counseling parents, I've found that having strong personal boundaries is the secret to dumping parental shame and stress. Boundaries are the lines we draw that tell our child and others where we end and they begin. In my previous article, How to Peacefully Set Limits, Boundaries, and Consequences, I talked briefly about the importance of setting boundaries with our kids. However, boundaries are not just for others. Knowing and understanding our own boundaries can set us free. It's important to understand the difference between responsibility for and responsibility to. The strategy of establishing our own boundaries is recognizing the difference between responsibility for our children versus responsibility to our children. As parents, we have a responsibility to love, teach, nurture, and provide for our children, but we are not responsible for their individual choices and actions. Let's dive a little deeper into this idea of responsibility for. Many hold the deep-seated belief that they have responsibility for their children's actions, responses, or outcomes. This belief is control-based and suggests that parents, as the benevolent dictators, must make our children behave or conform to our right way. It suggests that we should mold and manipulate every area of their lives and that they do not have a mind of their own with which to decide and act according to their own will. Only in the vacuum of complete control over our children's mind and body would this concept of responsibility for make sense. 
This, of course, is a fallacy and an illusion. When we give in to this fallacy, it often results in feelings of shame for what is past and out of our control. Responsibility for makes our personal happiness and success depend on them or on outside sources. It is passive in nature because it focuses attention on what others should do rather than on living our own lives in accordance with true principles and values that ultimately promote healthy teaching, relationships, and upgrading ourselves. Under this tyranny of thought, our mistakes become final resting places that feel unforgivable and unfixable. Here's just a few examples of responsibility for. Parents often think that they're responsible for making their children happy. They believe they're responsible for how their children treats others. Some feel responsible for the tone and volume of their child's voice. They think they're responsible for their children's compliance at all times. So let's explore this philosophy of responsibility too. To be responsible to our children or to others means to feel a responsibility to act with personal integrity towards them. It is acting in ways that promote the best interest of your child and yourself without condemnation of blame or liability for their response and results. Rather than robbing children of personal responsibility by by taking shame or guilt upon ourselves, we can help our children deal with the consequences of their own actions by proactively teaching limits, personal boundaries, and natural consequences, all within the context of kindness and a healthy relationship. When we hold a responsible to philosophy, we know our own boundaries of what we will and will not do or allow, and we focus on ourselves and protect our boundaries without violating others' boundaries. We have a true responsibility to teach our children and give them the tools to act in healthy ways for themselves. We have a responsibility to act with kindness and in ways that build the relationship rather than tear it down. We also have a responsibility to continue to upgrade ourselves emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. When we understand we are responsible to others rather than for them, we solidify our accountability for ourselves rather than for others. We recognize that we have a stewardship to help our children grow and learn. We do our best to foster that growth while simultaneously recognizing that we are not responsible for making it happen. Responsibility, too, allows for change. While we feel guilt and sorrow for our mistakes and lack of diligence in our personal efforts, with this mindset, we can focus on things within our control and influence what we are capable of acting upon. These feelings of guilt, as opposed to shame, motivate us to change and improve ourselves going forward rather than afford blame. A firm responsibility to our kids makes our happiness and success independent of their individual behavior. It is active rather than passive. Our mistakes are viewed as experimental learning experiences rather than final destinations. Here's just a few examples of responsibility too. As parents, we assume certain responsibilities to our children when they are born. We have the same responsibilities we have to others around us, but we also acquire several others along the way. We have a responsibility to teach them the tools, skills, and values they need in order to lead a productive and happy life. We have the responsibility of caring for their basic needs until they are capable. We have a responsibility to treat them 
with kindness and show them love, we hold an important, even sacred, responsibility not to abuse them with cruelty or violence. We have a responsibility to act in patterns of healthy relationships. We have a responsibility to show them what self-regulation looks like and show them a model of healthy living. So here are just five reasons to adopt a responsibility to philosophy. It frees us from self-defeating shame. It promotes positive change. It focuses on what we can control. It maintains healthy personal boundaries. And it promotes an environment of autonomy and personal responsibility. Too many parents walk around with the weight of their children's choices on their shoulders, as well as the weight of the judgment of passers-by. Not that you need my permission, but I'm going to give it anyway. Dump the shame. Get rid of the feelings of responsibility for everyone else's thoughts and actions. That doesn't mean that we shun our responsibility to those that we love and to those around us. It simply means that we do not assume ownership of something that's not ours. So take advantage of the beautiful benefits of adopting a responsibility to way of life. Let go of all the other stuff and finally see yourself clearly and act as the true parent that you are. Here's a question for you. What do you struggle to let go of responsibility for and why? What do you feel are some of the most important responsibilities to your children? So that's it for today, everybody. Thanks again for listening to True Parenting Audio. I'm grateful for every listening ear out there and for all you do as parents. If you haven't had a chance to come over to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and leave a rating and review for the podcast, I'd sure appreciate it if you would do that. And I look forward to talking to you on Facebook and over at the blog and hearing all of your questions and comments there. And if you have any questions for me, go ahead and send me an email at andysmithson at trueparenting.net. Thanks again, everybody, and have a great day.